Hello. Hey, how you doing, Ash? Good. How are you? Good. Doing well. Thank you so much uh, for asking. So, uh, first off, let's talk to the audience. Hello, everybody. Thank hey, you hey. so much for tuning in. Second uh, episode of the Allergy Disruptor with your host Bennett Leon, um, and uh, today we are going to be talking about the 2020 presidential uh, debates that happened last week. Uh, with uh, the Democrat, uh, the Democratic Party, um, and that is a field of twenty-four candidates total, but only twenty appeared uh, during the debates, and that was due to uh, rules that the DNC has established uh, for said debates. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and start. Today we have uh, with us again our special guest, Ashley Downing of Chicago. Hello, hello. Go ahead, give her a round. So hey. great to be here. Thanks again. Of course, of course. So uh, let's go ahead and begin. Um, so Okay, can we just start with the fact that Biden's uh, polls <laughs> went down after the debate? Yes, was- <laughs> yes. Number one, that was awesome. And number two... Um, wow, I do. I think he blew it. I really don't think he did very well at all. Um, I, obviously, you you know that uh, <laughs> uh, that I think he embarrassed himself, honestly, um, and I think a lot of people would tend to agree with that. And to be a little bit more specific, what you said about him slipping in the polls, he has slipped in the polls by ten uh, points, so that is significant. <laughs> Um, and uh, a lot of people were taking jabs at him, and rightfully so, because uh, as we all know, or at least we all should know, uh, that Joe Biden is uh, a representative of the status quo. Uh, even when he um, he announced that he was going to be uh, uh, pr- he was going to be running again for president uh, this this next cycle in 2020. He, uh, the first fundraising event that he did to kick off uh, his campaign was go to a Comcast executive's house uh, and have his fundraiser there. So uh, (laughs) make no mistake, Joe Biden is uh, a representative of the oligarchy of the top 1%. uh, And he will propagate their their wants and their needs over. Exactly. Uh, He will push their wants and needs on us um, and he will not reflect what the vast majority of us actually want uh, for this nation and and that's really important to see um, and then of course uh, there was that uh, really exciting moment when uh, Kamala Harris uh, went after him about busing oh wow uh, yes that was just <laughs> did you see his face when she said that that little girl was me I was like oh you oh are yeah he just... looked at her he turned his head and looked at her. Like <laughs> you, you lost this one, buddy. Uh, yes, uh, that was a really, really funny moment to see. Oh, and then, and during his rebuttal is what was more funny uh, is that he was the only candidate um, in both nights of the debates that actually cut himself off. I don't know if you noticed that, but he... Mm -hmm. My time is up. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, And that was so funny to see. And that that is embarrassing beyond words. Um, 
because like when you're in that position when you're being called out for something that you've done in the past and you don't agree like he said he didn't agree right he said that yeah the first thing you want to do is defend your position and he Ex- the fact that he couldn't do that kind of clearly said that he he couldn't defend his position i mean and also i thought thought it was it kind of took me aback and kind of also shows that our education system, um, lack of what we're taught, that she was part of the second integrated class. I mean, that's insane to me. You know, she's not that old of, of a woman. <laughs> I mean, the fact that, that she was part of the second integrated class in her district is, is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is uh, that is really interesting to know about her. I, I didn't, uh, I honestly didn't know that about her either. But I'm glad she brought it up. She is one of the only, well, at least that night. Well, of course, overall, she's one of the only, um, like non-white candidates, uh, and specifically black, um, on the in the entire field of the Democratic Party, um, and. Uh, I think it was really important for her. And then she even made a point of that. She she wanted to get her voice. She wanted to chime in on, on topics of race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she did point out that she was the only uh, colored candidate on that stage. Uh, and she wanted to make her voice heard, which I really, really respect. I like her as a candidate, um, but not. she is not my top candidate. Um, Me also, yeah. She is actually my number four. My number four pick. Um and that is for a multitude of reasons. Um, my number one pick. Uh, let's actually let's let's do this. Let's 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 do this. Let's do <laughs> let's do uh, let's do a top three for uh, for each one of us. Uh, so I'll oh, go ahead and start. Three, okay. Yeah, let's do top three. So um, my top candidate is Bernie Sanders, um, and I'll go ahead and tell you why. Uh, Bernie Sanders is the country's favorite politician for a reason. Pull out your poll, go ahead, look it up, Google Mm. Google that shit, I promise (laughs) you uh, that will uh, show up. So um, why I think he's the best one is because he is the most consistent candidate. If you look on YouTube, if you look on Google, he's been saying the last thing, the same things for the last 40 years. He's been preaching uh, about that the top versus bottom, the 99% versus the top 1%. Uh, and that is extremely important to know. Um, he has been pushing for Medicare for all for a long time, um, free public college tuition and universities. And it, and it makes me really happy to know that a lot of the things that were not so mainstream in 2016 are now front and center topics for all the candidates to- Oh yeah, cannot agree more. Uh, yeah, and they are, they're basically mini Bernies, and I've seen mm-hmm. articles about that. <laughs> uh, I've seen articles about uh, why people, uh, journalists have asked them before, like, why do, you, uh, why do you need to run if all these people are sharing your ideas now? Uh, but I think he had the most brilliant response, which is, the better question is, why do they need to run? Um, and I think he's extremely right uh, because um, he uh, he is the the one that usually uh, is on the right side of history. He uh, stands up when he stands up to things that he thinks are wrong, 
uh, even when they're unpopular. Um, and there is, there are images uh, of Bernie Sanders uh, standing up um, to the segregationist movement in Chicago when he was a student at the University of Chicago. Um, he chained himself to a black woman uh, so that they, when they were protesting there, um, he, uh, what else? Uh, he, there's also a picture that I saw of him uh, as the, I believe it was in Burlington, Vermont, but, uh, oh yes, it was. Uh, it was while he was the mayor of Burlington, Vermont. And uh, it, it was in front of like a, a big pride flag uh, and it was like the date was 1986. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so like even when it was unpopular, he was standing on the side of LGBTQ plus um, on the side. Uh, he was basically on the right side of history for everything. He got he was against the war in Iraq. Uh, mm-hmm. He, if you look issue after issue, out all. He is always right, almost like he's almost like <laughs> it's a really weird, like, profit almost kind of like to see him do that. Um, he definitely but. has the best track record, you know, out of like looking at all of the candidates. I feel that that is something that a lot of people are going to look at because a lot. Uh, politicians lie, you know, they make promises and they don't keep them or they, they say things and then change their position, you know, on, on, on issues. So that is definitely going for Bernie. I think a lot of people like him because he is consistent and he consistently says the same thing. I mean, like over and over and over again in the debate, he was constantly talking about taking on the big businesses and taking on corruption in Washington. And, um, so yeah, he, um, he's a strong candidate. I, I would definitely say he's my number two. I would, I, I like Bernie. Yeah. I'm with him. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but what I think is also really important to know for Bernie is that it's, he's, he's also very, very aware of the military industrial complex that not many of the candidates are, maybe other than like Tulsi Gabbard. Um, and I think that's really important to know uh, as the president of the United States to not always listen to the, um, the Joint Chiefs of Staff when it comes to the Army and to listen to all these national security advisors that are usually the ones that are pushing for war. Um, president Trump himself has said of, of John Bolton uh, that... Um, which is a national, uh, which is a national security advisor to the president. Um, he said that uh, if it was up to Bolton, that he would take on the entire world at once. Um, and um, I mean, it, it's just very, yeah, That's it's very cool. interesting to know, um, and it's shameful. Uh, it's shameful to to use our influence and power uh, to, to push those kinds of. Uh, ideas all over the world uh, and onto other people that don't necessarily want uh, our intervention. Uh, but what I, another thing that I think is really important mm-hmm. for Bernie to note is that he is not only like anti, um, anti-establishment anti and all that um, and against the 1% is that he is also pushing against uh, the, uh, the for-profit prisons. He's pushing against uh, the the big pharma um, 
interests that are are, are killing uh, as causing all this uh, the uh, the opioid acad- epidemic that's happening all over the country in Ohio uh, and now places all over the Midwest. Um, so those are also really important things that I think is uh, very worthy to know for Bernie. Um, and that's why I, I, I agree with him. Uh, let's cut out the other two. So yeah. We're going to talk about three. Let's not do that. Let's talk about the, our number <laughs> one. Because I, just, I think it's, we're just going to keep rambling and rambling if we do that. So uh, let's go right. ahead. Uh, let's hear what you have to think um, or what you have to say about your number one choice for president uh, in this upcoming cycle and why. Um, well, definitely, I my number one is Elizabeth Warren so far right now, um, and I, I I really like that Bernie does this too. But the biggest thing is that she doesn't take PAC money. We're really big on the getting corruption out of Washington. I I feel as if. Watching her on the stage, she comes across so uh, passionate about what what she talks about. Like she actually is going to do the things that she says she's going to do, which is another reason why I think that um, Bernie has a lot of supporters because he comes off that way too. Um, and let's let's be real, that is how Trump was elected. You know, uh, he said things that people liked what he said, and he was enthusiastic about it. And uh, even though they were the wrong things to say, um, racist things to say, you know, people, people enjoyed that, um, that he, he came across as being very charismatic and to his word, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I definitely like, love, love that about, um, Elizabeth Warren. Um, but also she's very progressive. Um, she wants, um, uh, she has part, definitely wants the, the Medicare, Medicare, which is awesome. Um, I think that that's a huge, huge, huge issue right now that um, everybody in America is going to be watching for for this debate. Um, and she's really big on um, student debt, which being a student of multiple different um, universities, that has been uh, uh, troublesome for me. So I am watching out for that. Um, she wants to reduce student the student debt um, and make community college more um, accessible for everybody. I think it's really awesome that she also graduated from a community college. So she isn't, to me, doesn't seem to be that elitist. You know, she doesn't come off as somebody who um, was given everything from Mm -hmm. a young age and didn't have to work for it. Um, And she also doesn't give off that vibe of, um, I earned this, you know, she knows that she worked hard and that's what she had to do because she just wasn't given everything and her family didn't have the financial resources, but she doesn't come off entitled either, which I really like. Um, and what else about her? Hmm. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is the, why I have a hard time between her and Bernie is the taking on Washington. I think that's a huge deal that a lot of people, uh, Democrats at least, are are looking at is we've not had a Democratic candidate that is actually for the working class people. (laughs) And they all talk up this game. But like you said about Biden, you know, they, they, um, Oh, I was trying to think of this quote. My U.S. Congress teacher told me, you know, you you live with that that brought you. And it's, you know, if the money is what brought you and the people who behind that money is what brought you, then that's who you're going to be loyal to when you are elected. 
And I think it, 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 like you said, it shows a lot that his first, his first campaigning event was at uh, a, a top executive. Yeah, home, a Comcast um, executive. I mean, <laughs> crazy. No. So, so yeah. Um, but I like I'm def- Bernie is definitely on the back burner. I just I have some issues with Bernie as far as like um, I know that he does have I've seen you know his plans of how to pay for things and I know um, a lot of what he says you know the the top one percent receives all of this and we you know the working class doesn't receive any of it so if we're able to kind of divert those funds and we're able to make it so that their money isn't going into corrupt government. I mean, I, I can see that there is a lot of hidden money there that we don't know about and that's being spent irresponsibly. But at the same time, I just have a hard time. But I don't know. He's just promising a lot and it makes me concerned that he's not going to be able to mm-hmm. deliver a well, lot. Uh, with Bernie, it's um, we are returning to our roots with Bernie. Uh, Bernie, as we all know, is a democratic socialist. And if we look back, we turn uh, back the clock a little bit and we go back to the 1930s, that's when we had the last democratic president, or the, the democratic socialist president, uh, which is, um, is uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, um, the darling of the Democratic Party um, that a lot of people like to say and the the man he went to he his name was on the school that we went to we went to college together uh with um we went to roosevelt university in chicago uh for those who don't know um and that's actually how we got to know each other um <laughs> yeah so just a little back yeah uh, <laughs> just to slip in there um, but yeah, so we are returning to our roots. We are returning to those FDR New Deal policies uh, because we we are in yeah. an oligarchy. We need uh, like quote unquote radical, even though it's not radical. Uh, we need that kind of systemic change that Bernie that Bernie is offering to us. Well, and I don't think we should be, you know, scared by the word radical either. Because, I mean, sure, maybe, I mean, Medicare for all is a radical to, to a lot of people. I mean, it's something that, like, and I love the way that Bernie says it with his accent. It is. You know, it's a right. human right. And for other, and for co- other countries looking at us, you know, we're supposed to be this, you know, big superpower and we can't even provide basic necessities for our, for our people. I mean, that healthcare is just the, the start of it, but it, it's um, sad. It's sad, I, I honestly, I, for all people to say that, especially people, members of our own government to say that, especially the president. Um, and why it's sad mm-hmm. is because is because but I don't think it's radical. We are the wealthiest nation in the history of the world. And in our nation exists uh, immense amounts of poverty, um, people that have stopped looking for work, that aren't reflecting in, in that um, unemployment number. Uh, I think that was at like 3.4% last time I saw. Um, and it, it's just sad because when all the other major industrial nations of the world uh, have that kind of um, have healthcare f- provided from by the government, and to have us as the number one uh, wealthiest nation in the history of the world, 
not to offer that to our own people, uh, but to at the same time deny so to deny that to our own people, but at the same time push all these wars, spend all these trillions of dollars. We've been in Afghanistan uh, for twenty over twenty years. Uh, we are we still have advisors in Iraq. Uh, we have. Like I said in those uh, um, before uh, yeah. about the mil- the military bases, we have 800 military bases. Uh, our our budget as a nation is reflective of our values. At least that's my opinion. And our yes, year exactly. Year, I they, totally. mm-hmm. Every single president, Democratic or Republican, if you go back to Obama. Uh, if you're one of those Democrats that is uh, has a hard on for Obama, I got I, I get it. I get it. I get it because <laughs> of the like how. It, that uh, was almost me for a minute. Remember? Actually, yeah, so, sort of was me for me a minute. Too. <laughs> Until I met you, yeah, you opened too, my honestly. eyes. Me uh, too. I I liked him a lot when he was president. He did some good things. But as like I was saying before, if you look back, he also increased uh, the military budget year after year. Um, and it's just, it, it's sad. It's just really sad to know that um, whether it's a Democrat or Republican in the White House, that they're still going to push uh, for war uh, to, to maintain our influence of power and wealth uh, all over the world. Which is another thing that I really like about Warren, too, is she seems to be an advocate for diplomacy. Um, You know, she definitely seems to be anti-war, which, along with Bernie, too. I think Bernie even mentioned diplomacy in the the debate, actually. Um, So, I I mean, I I think with as far as, like, the debates went, um, or how did you feel about, like, the, the, the ones that were kind of we hadn't really heard of <laughs> like uh, Del- uh well what was the one that we were talking about i was asking about the other day oh yeah bennett at buddhich yes. yeah i know i only know that Boot because edge, uh, edge. of a sticker that's that i saw recently and it just it, it's like a campaign sticker and it literally it just says buddhich uh just to say like so, so people know how to say his last name um <laughs> Uh, but before we move on to that, I want to address uh, Elizabeth Warren's stance on war. Um, because I I don't think that she's as anti-war as you would have, as she would have you believe in it and as you currently believe. Uh, I think that she... Really? She is very logical in her approach for, for most things, especially when it comes to, like, economic issues and stuff. She has really good ideas. But to me, in my eyes, she... She is still a member of the establishment. And there is no... No. Uh, there is no greater um, time that I saw that than when... In 2016, uh, when Bernie needed it most, she did not endorse him, and she waited until, <sighs> and she waited until this again. <laughs> she waited until uh, Hillary Clinton was the nominee to uh, to put her name behind something, and 
Hillary Clinton is a hawk. She's a you know, I think hawk, that too.、No、though she will, she would have pushed for war.、Um, and you know, and but you know what? I don't think to Bernie. Not not that Bernie has not been around. Clearly, people know who Bernie is, and they they knew who Bernie was before. The, not many, the, not many. The last election, but. Exactly, and I think that Bernie coming out as this big bold candidate and、uh, having these these radical ideas, really, I mean, because it is going to radically change the, the United States for the better, but it, it would, you know. And I I think that people were afraid, kind of like they are now, of. Not winning the election against Donald Trump, I don't think that many people、um, expected him to make it as far as he did in the、uh, in, in the polls. I, let alone winning the presidency. He was he was so, considered a joke. Yeah, he was considered、so、a I, joke candidate. I think so. I think you can't hold Warren to that. I mean, I don't know. Like like you said that you know Hillary, and I think that Hillary Clinton does have a lot of. Ties to people too, so maybe it makes me question a little bit if her loyalty was with、uh, people or if it was for the common, you know, for her actual, you know, more. Like her, her morals, I guess, would be the wrong word, but her like where she identifies with, right? Yeah. Her values, yeah, exactly. Was she really voting on her values, or was she voting, you know, for people? I don't know, but、um, I don't think that I. I don't think you can say that because of that lack of endorsement. She's not necessarily pro, pro war, war, but she's pro establishment. Which, when you look at pro establishment, what does that mean? What does the establishment want? They want war.、Uh, they want to maintain everything as it is and has been.、Um, To keep the oligarchy in power, to keep those institutions and entities in power,、um, and I think that's really important. But she, everything she says is against that, though. To wanting to take on Washington and end the corruption,、everything. and I don't know. Not I, everything. I, w- I, I would challenge not only you,、um, but everyone listening to to go ahead and, and and look this stuff up. You know, like this is the the interesting, fun part of the election cycle is to like see.、Um, What, yeah, like who,、Pass、like what have these people actually supported? And, yeah, and there is no doubt that Elizabeth Warren is、Them、progressive. And even fun fact, I'll even tell you this: I liked Elizabeth Warren. She was the one that turned me on to politics, even、uh, before Bernie did. Uh, but uh, Elizabeth Warren, what made you switch you to, to the other side? To Bernie.、Um, well. Yeah, because a lot of people were pushing her for her to run in 2016, and she didn't.、Uh, she maintained her、uh, seat in the Senate、uh, as a senator of Massachusetts,、um, but Bernie decided to run. So、uh, when Bernie decided to run, obviously candidates are put are are telling everybody all, about all their issues, and I identified a lot with the issues that he did stand for, and of course still continues to stand for uh, today, um, and. I I fully endorse his vision for the United States and what、uh, what kind of world and country we can be.、Um, so that that's why、um, it's basically because Elizabeth Warren did not run for president; he did. But I couldn't be happier、uh, because 
like a, I mean, there's a reason why he's my number one, and Elizabeth Warren is my number three. Yeah, <gasps> number um, three. Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard is my number two. That makes two. me. Really? I'm interested to hear about that. Um, Alright, so I'll tell you. Um, so the reason why um, Tulsi Gabbard is my number two is because she uh, of course is uh, anti-establishment. She's pro-climate uh, like environmental change. Um, she um, she is just like a real, like when you hear her speak she's just like a real down-to-earth human uh, she says it herself that she is a soldier. Uh, she has been deployed to the Middle East twice. Yeah. Uh, served uh, six years on the House Foreign Affairs Committee and Armed Services Committees. Uh, so she's very informed of our uh, foreign conflicts and our uh, the issues that uh, arise in those cases. Um, but most of all, she is a, a dove. Uh, and, uh, well, like when it comes to war... Um, and what a dove means, like, is what a what a, it actually has a lot to do with what uh, the dove represents as a symbol, and it's symbolic of peace, right? So that's what she is, and that's why she's my number two. And I think that's extremely important uh, for every presidential candidate to acknowledge is to have a really, really um, bold vision when when it comes to uh, like um, foreign policy. And that's what Tulsi Gabbard is really known for. It's her, her pol- uh, foreign policy stance. Uh, she is very anti-war. Um, if you even look at the Joe Rogan podcast, he endorses her wholeheartedly, uh, even to other candidates' faces, <laughs> um, to, uh, because she, she just makes sense. Uh, she is a real down-to-earth human being that wants... Uh, clean water to drink uh, clean air to breathe uh, a good moral country and she wa- she wants to stop the United States from intervening in all, all these other nations all across the world and what's really important and that recently I've seen her like make these uh, uh, like comments about like linking the two so like why the foreign why her foreign policy is so important is because we are spending trillions and trillion dollars, trillions and trillions of dollars, as we all know, on these wars and to maintain our military influence all around the world. But if we stop doing that, if we stopped intervening in all these places, and we started to use that money that would have all would have otherwise gone to war, and use them for uh, social uplift programs like Medicare for All, like Social Security. Like, Social Security would not be running out of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, if, uh, like, Bush didn't dip his hands into the Social Security Trust Fund. Uh, <laughs> and B, uh, if we didn't spend so much money, a, a vast majority of our, our budget year after year on war. Um, yeah, well, I think that is something that, that she does bring to the table, uh, is that she's literally been in in the middle of it um and can see that the the effects of it and she is i think that contributes to her being so um pro diplomacy also and i don't you know it's interesting though she didn't really like her answers and i mean not that i had anything 
bad really to say about her but in the watching the debate but she didn't but she also barely answered that questions. much I and I, I, I believe wasn't... like one of the only questions she uh that she got asked was like a, a, a more or less like a hostile uh question uh, uh I don't remember this specific question on top of my head but I remember it was mm, I, I think it was Medicare actually because I remember I did I did actually have only one note about her and that was about her um answering the question about Medicare for all and she said she kind of reneged on being for it at the end by saying that like she didn't she thinks that we need to look at the positive effects of private insurance and um to maybe do like a dual system so that it or have a public option you know so you it would be optional if you would want it but you could still keep your private insurance um but which I I'm not com- I'm not comfortable Mia. Mia. with I don't know like the about it you know enough about the financials I suppose about it but I kind of think that the public option is not I agree. the best route because people are gonna the whole point of Medicare for all is that every single American should be able to go into the doctor's office into a hospital and receive the exact same quality of care and that's mm-hmm. just not gonna happen if people have private insurance because you're always gonna be able to pay for your health care why do you pay for health care like yeah i mean and that's just a fundamental question that the candidates have asked themselves and only a few um are including bernie sanders and elizabeth warren and kamala harris uh that have signed on to uh bernie's medicare for all yeah. Well, and did you see how many people answer or um, raised their hands? Both because they asked that question both nights. Um, would you be in favor of uh, abolishing uh, Medicare for all if it meant private abolishing mm-hmm. your private insurance plan to to, yeah. to be you know to have Medicare for all? And only like I think three the first night and uh, two the second Bernie night Kamala Sanders, Harris and then who was the other person? Oh, yeah, duh. I forgot he wasn't on the first night. Then maybe uh, there was three that night. No, I think it was just two. Because then on the other night, it was Elizabeth Warren. Um, the Shoot, that guy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh one of those randos? Oh, one of those random people? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that was Delaney. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Is that Delaney? Uh, I believe it was maybe. Delaney. Uh, it's... On the first night, it was um, Warren Booker, Gabbard, Inslee, Kobachar, O'Rourke, Castro, De Blasio, Delaney, Inslee, and Ryan. And I believe all the way in the far right on the stage, it was yeah. uh, Delaney. And it's because I only noticed him because he kept fucking chiming in when he wasn't supposed to. He kept like interjecting himself, just <laughs> like uh, cursing uh, uh, Gillibrand uh, was also doing the second night. Gillibrand, yeah. Dude, here, she was uh, she was yeah. a fireball. Not my she. favorite, and uh, uh, and I think a lot of Democrats share the the same um, reason why they will a never give her money and b not support her is because of what she did to Senator Al Franken. Um, uh, I don't know if you uh, mm. know about that or were into that. Uh, do you, do you know about that stuff or like you know what happened? So, uh, no. well, do you know why Al Franken left? Like, you know why he resigned as senator? 
I, oh, no, well, I'm no, no, not necessarily. So, like, let, let me go ahead. Now we <laughs> started talking about this. Oh. So, um, what happened was that uh, all this allegation uh, came out against um, Al Franken, like during like the Me Too movement when it was at its peak, more or less. Uh, to um, it, like, I believe there were photos, and there were photos of him, um, like, uh, like. I, I think he was touching like the breast of like someone like some woman that was like uh, <gasps> like sleeping or she was in a chair or something is what I remember seeing and uh, there was okay. uh, Senator uh, Kristen Gillibrand was one of the major 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 push uh, she was one of the people that were pushing in the Senate for him to resign uh, and a lot of Democrats, and, and the reason why they didn't want for that to happen, or at least a lot of the Democrats didn't want for that to happen, is because Al Franken is a Democrat, right? And um, he, uh, if he would have resigned, is there a phone going on? <laughs> That's okay. Oh, sorry, um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, I totally lost my chain of thought. <laughs> uh, no, it's all good. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. There's one of these oh, phones that's in every room. Okay, no, it's fine. Hard to uh, so, so, yeah. Um, she basically was the... Yeah, she was basically the You're one to push Alfred him out of the Senate. And the reason why there was, like, this huge debate is because... So why didn't Democrats uh, want He him? was a Democrat, and they didn't want, like, a Republican to take him... To take his spot... In the U.S. Senate, which was highly, highly contested, uh, and as we all know, like the Senate only has a hundred senators, and it's in the last few election cycles, it's been very, very close. Doesn't that sound uh, really? Of that course, sounds really course. inappropriate, though. Like, why would you, for political purposes, you're just going to? I mean, like, out of everything that has been coming out with all of this, the Me Too movement, and people finally coming out about sexual harassment and rape or whatever. And Democrats, especially, especially with the um, Blasio t- situation with the Kavanaugh hearings, I mean, t- or Blasey Ford, complete, I mean, they took it, Blasio, haha, I'm talking about the, the presidents, that's why. Um, but <laughs> but uh, they took it so seriously and were ready to completely, um, you know, indict every single person who, who comes out against somebody. I mean, and now they're just not going to because a Republican could take a seat that seems like corruption in government. Well, it's definitely not uh, the Democrats' brightest um, brightest option uh, or, or action that they've taken. Um, but it's it's an understandable one. It's one that they didn't... Because, I mean, he was, like, he was not a bad senator. Like, he, he was one of the more progressive uh, senators at the time. Uh, and, a, and a very logical one uh, and and I mean I see what you're coming from but if Jared Kushner were to have a picture come out of him touching a girl's boob while she was sleeping I mean he would be he would be executed for it I don't think that it's right on either side for people to not no that's wrong I didn't know <laughs> that I'm with Gillibrand now uh, I mean <laughs> oh that's, that's that's just one other thing it's just like just single issue voting is just so annoying uh and it, it is uh, one of the things that's like pushing um pushing this nation to like the brink of like a dystopia um 
Um, but yeah, no, yeah. so true. let's um, let's start focusing on the other candidates because uh, so far the vast majority of the time we've been talking about uh, our own candidates that we like to support and why we support them. Uh, Bernie. Warren. <laughs> uh, but uh, but let's Warren. go ahead and start with night one. Uh, so, like I said earlier, um, on night one we had Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker. Uh, we had uh, Tulsi Gabbard, um, Governor Jay Inslee of the state of Washington, um, Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, uh, Castro, De Blasio, Delaney, Inslee, and uh, Representative Tim Ryan. So what I think will be really fun to do is to uh, go... Uh, uh, so for each for each candidate uh i'll just say the name so like we'll say like warren and we'll say like uh the first word that comes to mind uh when we think of these candidates oh geez i don't even remember all of them uh, I, not that I, much I mean uh well let's just let's just see where this goes so uh it'll uh yeah let's just go ahead and start so warren um i like her good Good, great candidate. You, of course, she's your favorite. Love, yep. I was okay. Say favorite. Uh, That's Booker. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of uh, like yeah, Biden, kinda. you know. I, I, when I think of Booker I, in the debates, I can't escape that one moment that actually became a meme later on. Uh, when. Uh, I believe when it was special work when he first started speaking in Spanish and it's like the the look that he gave him like that dumbfounded look <laughs> yes it was hilarious I actually oh had to rewind and watch it again it was so funny um, to see so that's the first thing it's not yep. a word that came to mind it was his face like that uh, his face that he made uh, when <laughs> Orberg started talking like that so that was really funny um, and then we have Tulsi Gabbard so what's what's the first line? Oh yeah, um, like I said, she didn't make a, like a huge impression. I'm like you, like you said, maybe because she didn't get to talk a lot. But uh, love that she's a veteran. Totally, absolutely love that. I like the idea of having a veteran president. Uh, um, yeah, I, yeah, I really like her. Um, I'm the word that comes to mind is uh, like dove or peace. Um, she's very. Uh, She's my number two candidates, and that's for a reason, right? So, uh, then we have Jay Inslee. Um, didn't remember him so much. Um, oh, d- he has done Yeah, stuff. he's big, he's big he's on big climate, climate change. change. Yeah, that's one of the guy, things he's right? known for in the yeah. state of Washington. Yeah, that was so. good. Um, and he's already done a lot of stuff with, uh, I think I actually wrote down something about that. He did a has already done a clean electrical grid yep. bill over there. So that's fabulous. Yeah, or that's cool. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I think he's, uh, and I don't think he's a national candidate. I think he's like uh, a good one, but I, I don't think that um, even though he has a strong stance on climate change, it's not the best thing, uh, the best vision for America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Klobuchar. Oh my goodness. Okay. This phone again. Um, again, no comments, really. 
um, Klobuchar, um, right? So like you don't even know anything about her, right? <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah, her, I don't. I just know she's, um, she's like whatever candidate, right? I mean, I don't even know how how she's pulling, how yeah. she's doing the polls, but I assume it's not, she's not doing too much if I if we haven't heard of her um, too much. I didn't. Didn't she talked about? Uh... Well, I guess a lot of the, them talked about Iran, but I think she talked about the issues in Iran to um, being more pro, you know, anti, not, you know, they trying to get back in the Iran nuclear deal and whatever. I think she talked a little bit about that. But other than that, I don't really remember. Uh, yeah, she she's like a whatever candidate for me. Um, I don't really care about it that much, to be honest. Uh, so let's move on to Beto O'Rourke. I... I really, my heart goes out to Beto. I like him. I think that he's trying so hard and I appreciate him trying, but we've already discussed this before. Like, I don't, he's just not a national candidate. I think that he definitely, like you said, should just stick with, you know, he should definitely go back to, back to Texas, do, you know, stay in politics, dude, but uh, maybe not run for president quite yet. I feel like he just didn't answer the questions as strongly as other people did. And I think, yeah, he's, I don't, yeah, he's not a, I liked him at first, but I feel like after the debate, he was, I, I feel like everyone loved him uh, when he was running against Ted Cruz. And there's a huge reason to love him for that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people liked him because he was also good looking. He's like tall. He has a strong. Doesn't take pack money. Uh, that's yeah. I so like. that's Doesn't take uh, pack another money thing, either. But, I mean, he's also like a kind of, uh. You have to, to, to dislike him, you have to know a little bit more about him. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, for instance, I have one thing in my mind. Um, well, aside from him taking a bunch of money from, like, the, uh, the like, the coal barons or, like, the oil the oil barons in, in Texas, uh, all those companies. And then he also didn't want to sign on uh, to... Uh, he had a huge, huge, huge reluctance um, to signing uh, onto like not taking money from fossil fuel industry. Um, so that that's what comes to mind. But like you said, he is not a national candidate. Uh, I would implore him uh, if I was his advisor to drop out. Um, <laughs> uh, and even though yeah. he has a strong, um, a strong like. Uh, his biggest strong suit is immigration, um, just like Castro, uh, Julian Castro. Um, yeah. But. Mm-hmm. I, Which makes sense. You yeah, know, I would for him to is. drop out and to run for Senate again um, for uh, John Cornyn's seat. Uh, which is a Republican. I think he would do famously in, in that race. I think he would pull the same numbers that he was pulling in from all over the country. People were donating outside of Texas to his campaign. We saw like all these celebrities uh, come out. I think the last minute uh, there was a Beyonce picture that I remember, uh, and she had like a Beto hat on. Too little, too late, Beyonce. Um, so. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. That's so. Funny. Um, that's what my advice would be to him if I saw him. Uh, but yeah, he's not my favorite. A- anywhere close to be my favorite. Uh, okay, so uh, now we have Julian Castro. I liked him. 
Um, I felt like he he had a lot of really good things to say. Uh, he is, you know, uh, ex-Secretary of HUD, which is really um, awesome, I think. Uh, I don't, I mean, it shows that he has, you know, experience in, not just in Congress, but, you know, in other government agencies. I don't know, I think he, He's not like my favorite or anything, but you know, he came across as being also, you know, passionate and um, like he he knows what he's doing. You know, I've nothing bad um, to say, really. Yeah, uh, he is the first Mexican um, candidate to run for office, I believe. Uh, and of course, like I, I and the only yeah, right, isn't that what I just said? Yeah. Oh, you said he's the first. I think he's the oh, only. Oh, yeah, in the, yeah. In the, in the yeah, he's the first also. and only candidate yeah. in the race uh, that's Mexican to run. Um, and I would, once again, uh, say that his biggest strong suit is immigration. Uh, he was also one of the only people to speak Spanish, but I, uh, on the stage. Uh, so on top of <laughs> uh, Beto and uh, Cory Booker. Uh, so that was interesting to see, but um, yeah, I don't think he's a national candidate. He did spike in the polls after the debate, which was interesting to see. Um, but uh, hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's going to be uh, the one we're going to end up with. But I mean, that's up for the American people to decide. So yeah. uh, number. OK, so after that, we have. He definitely wouldn't be of the course, worst, yeah. you know, and, candidate. And he, for and he would make history, happen. like I said, yeah. uh, being the first Mexican president. And I'm sure uh, Donald Trump would be rolling over in his fucking grave if he, uh, well, he's not dead yet, but once he's dead, I'm sure <laughs> uh, that uh, he'd roll over in his grave uh, to, to know that a Mexican is president and want to uh, <laughs> uh, do all that stuff. So we'll see it at that. Uh, now we have uh, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. What's your take on him? Um, I mean, I liked him. I felt like he had, um, he, he in his answers, he definitely proved himself with, you know, his accomplishments in New York and whatever. I think that there's still a lot of corruption in New York, though, especially in New York City. So I'm not totally sold with him, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really have too much bad to say about him either. I think that he was a solid candidate, seemed progressive, um, you know. I think he, didn't he mention something about money being in the wrong hands also? Um, so I don't know. I mean, and which makes me wonder, t- I don't know, because mm-hmm. I don't know too much about New York City politics, but I His... don't think that it's. It's definitely known to be one of, of the most corrupt cities. So. He definitely so. took on a, a... He was very reminiscent of Bernie Sanders when he spoke. Um, and he is one of those candidates that uh, right, the news yeah. have been, has been saying are like mini Bernie Sanders. Um, and the tone that he took is one uh, like of him. So um, he he honestly surprised me. He, he surprised Well, and me. I like that he kind of... Yeah, I like that he, like, he almost kind of was proving, you know, I have done this successfully in New York and this successfully in New York and, like, I can do this on a larger scale and what I don't know. It seemed like he was, 
and he was definitely progressive, which which is I think what a lot of Democrats are looking at is trying to find yeah, a more progressive definitely. Um, ca- candidate. Just as in 2016, I believe 2020 is going to be the year of the outsider, um, the anti-establishment candidate, and that's why a lot of these candidates are um, are pushing to have their identity assimilate with a progressive uh, ideology. Um, even before uh, Biden announced his presidential run, um, with he and one of, I believe and one of the um, I, I don't know if it was a fundraiser, but it was some event that he did, and he it, he like slipped out that he's like of all the candidates that are running, and he's like, oh, never mind, of all the candidates that would be running, <laughs> uh, um, oh. he said, uh, of all the candidates that would be running, I have the most progressive stance, uh, which is of course <laughs> fucking laughable. Um, and <laughs> I'm surprised people didn't throw like tomatoes and shit at him uh, for being a right. fucking liar, but I mean, <laughs> whatever. I'm sure if we could see the entire screen, then people would have yeah, so I, it's, giving him some luck. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. I'll I'll just leave it at that. He he's he's a very funny person. Uh, so we have uh, John Delaney next. So go ahead with him. Um, I I I mean, I liked him. I thought he got a little argumentative at times you know like really trying like like you said earlier you know really trying to get in yeah um i but i think too that he has a lot to compete with because he knows that he is kind of you know an outside Mm -hmm. an outsider right now um but he definitely seems to be in support of um you know working with republicans you know bipartisanship which i am huge on I think they I, I think it was the first night that they asked that question about if Mitch McConnell is still <laughs> it's still there what blah blah and everyone's like well no we're just gonna win we're just gonna win you know the we're gonna have a, a democratic white house a de- and a democratic senate and a democratic congress and it's like you know that ultimately yes let's let's hope you know we're we all want that but if we don't get that it's nice to know that um our president is able to work with other people on the other side, you know, and Delaney has a, a track record. It seemed, but that's what he portrayed of having bipartisanship, you know, support in, in his work. So he came off to be a fairly strong, stronger mm-hmm. out, outsider. Yeah, I, would I would agree. Um, uh, although I don't think he's going to end up making it towards the end. Um, I think it's going to be one of the, the ones that yeah. are going to start dropping like flies soon enough. Um, just because of like polling and he doesn't have enough support. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think uh, the vision that he has for America is okay at best. Um and he wants to have, like, of course, uh, like you mentioned, the um, a Democratic-controlled Senate and House, and of course the presidency. Um, but I would be happy if it wasn't him, <laughs> uh, to be honest. So um, let's go ahead and move on yeah. to Governor Jay Inslee. I think he's almost almost like a stronger o- O'Rourke too, though. Like I think that he's, you know, could he do this on a national level? Like I don't know. All I'm right. Sure about so that. we have Governor Jay Inslee next. Oh wait, no. We had a. I, I wrote it twice. Never mind. Tim oh. Ryan. Ryan. Um, I have a moment. I have a moment in my head. <laughs> why? 
Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so you go for I, it. You go. The moment I'm thinking of in the debate is uh, when I think of Tim Ryan uh, is when uh, Tim Ryan uh, said that we have an obligation to stay in uh, Afghanistan, even though we've been at war there for over 20 years. And oh, okay, I do remember. Tulsi Gabbard yes, came back okay. at him saying that as a veteran, your answer is completely unacceptable and went on to completely destroy mm-hmm. him uh, on his foreign policy and his stance there uh, and exposed him Ryan as the establishment candidate that he is. Um, so, yes. Yeah, that I remember that actually. I was like, oh, why don't can't I think of yes? Well, and I think that it was... Um, it was really her place to do that. And I almost think that it made her stronger. Um, well, not that she really had a lot of moments that stood out in the debate. But that was definitely that one was of the, her defining moments, moment for, for sure. Um, and I, what I just thought of uh, as you were just speaking there a little bit is that all these instances of where, like, these other candidates have broke out, uh, they've all been women. Uh, they have had all, all, the, all, like, the big moments of the debates have been by women. Uh, so Tulsi Gabbard against uh, Tim Ryan and the big one, of course, um, uh, Kamala Harris uh, going against uh, Joe Biden. So that, that was just something that came to mind um, that should be noted, I think, as well, is that these women candidates are bringing a different yeah. kind of perspective to, to the debate. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we couldn't be happier as Democrats to, to know that that's happening. Um, and hopefully the glass ceiling breaks um, sometime soon. I don't want to say, uh, well, maybe. Maybe if it's Tulsi Gabbard, I'd be really happy. But if it was another woman, maybe Elizabeth Warren, I'd be like, kind of. I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be happy, but it's like, what? not as happy as if it was Tulsi Gabbard or Bernie Sanders, of course. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so maybe, uh, maybe sometime soon. Um, so uh, yeah um, we went through all the candidates um, what did you think overall of the uh, the debates um, who, um, how about both day one nights? Um, um, did we go through both we nights we went or... through actually no oh. we went through the first night so actually yeah you're right let's go ahead and talk about the candidates for the second night so let's do the same thing we had um we had Swalwell, we had Joe Biden, we had uh, Andrew Yang, we had Bernie, uh, we had Gillibrand, we had Kamala Harris, we had Bennett, not me, not the cool one. Um, not, uh, we had Hinkenlooper, uh, and then we had Williamson, Marianne Williamson. So, oh, and then one thing I just want to bring up before we go ahead and dive into that is that uh, when we were texting before... Uh, <laughs> uh, you mentioned Hank and Looper. Uh, you're very excited for him, and I was like, "What?" In all caps, because <laughs> that's that surprised that shocked oh me to gosh. know that you, he stood out to you out of all these other uh, like because this because this uh, this particular stage on night two was like they were the heavyweights uh, minus maybe Elizabeth Warren, which is one of the other top pullers. Let's see here. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, Warren is probably the other, the well, only big candidate on the other stage. But all the other heavyweights are in this one. And 
Booker uh, is pulling pretty like well, decent, no? like decently well. But I mean, um, the, the big ones are like number tied one and I mean, two I are Biden, Bernie, um, and, and then mm-hmm. outside from that, I believe is Elizabeth Warren, which has been rising in the mm-hmm. polls, especially after the debates. Same thing with Kamala Harris. Um, so Kamala Harris, yeah. Well, let me just tell you. So, Hickenlooper, okay, it's not like I'm excited, quote-unquote, about him. He's not in my top four or anything. But I think that he represented himself really well that night as an outsider. And he really talked about why, like, especially with the new Green, uh, the Green New Deal, he's not for that. So, I thought that his, like, position being a scientist... Um, and taking the position against that was kind of strange to me. But he, I guess, I think his uh, his standpoint was more like the creating jobs for everybody and whatever, whatever. But um, but he seemed to be really pro- progressive for the most part. He had like at, at Colorado is definitely a pretty progressive state, um, and that's you know, where he's governor of. Um, and he talked about all the policies that he's kind of already implemented there. And my only question was kind of the same as with, um, you know, O'Rourke and Delaney is, you know, can you do this at a national level, though? Um, So I don't know. He didn't. It's not like he just it's not like he was excited me, but he didn't. He stood out to me amongst all the other outliers like Swalwell. He seemed cool. I mean, I liked him, but he also seemed he seemed to be a more sophisticated O'Rourke. I liked his ideas. I liked that he was young and bold. Um, he kind of took on Biden there with the whole pass the torch thing. Yeah, you could Biden see Biden was name. not happy about that. But but I still think Hickenlooper out of all the outliers that I liked him the most. Uh, yes. We oh, and Williamson. Yes, and Williamson. Yes, I did like her. She out to yes. me in particular because of her stances on race. And she... She made some pretty profound statements about yeah. how important that is. And uh, it was one of the only instances where race actually came up as an issue. Uh, well, and I like that she talks about the sick that she called the, our healthcare system true. a sickness care system, which is I have always believed that. And I've always believed that, you know, peop- we've we have the technology to to cure so many things that the the government doesn't want us to cure because they want us to pay into this system and have to pay for medication every day, have to pay for surgeries, have to pay for uh, to maintain instead of to actually cure people. Yeah. And then we, it's, it's our approach. It's our entire approach to medicine. Right. So it's not like a preventative approach. It's like, like she said, like the sickness care system. So we, we only treat people when the thing, when people are really sick or about to die and those surgeries those the treatment at that stage of the sickness tend to be way more expensive than as we all know preventative care um and it's dehumanizing it's dehumanizing in my opinion so uh i i think she she stood out to me as like one of the best outliers uh, and i i had to look her up after to see what more what she was about because she she intrigued me uh, a lot. Um, but yeah, so not that yeah, they're all. But, I mean, yeah, who knows? But I mean, probably. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I would I would tend to agree with that. I don't she I don't think she's a very well known candidate, and especially with presidential elections. Name recognition is everything. 
which uh, case in point, Joe Biden, yeah. even though he's the shittiest candidate uh, of the, the establishment, he is still number one. Right? Uh, yeah. Which, oh my gosh, that's what we need. You need to do another episode on. We need to talk about voting. People getting to the polls and voting for having educated votes. Because I think that's the biggest thing with name recognition. Why is your name being recognized so make you so much more popular to be voted for? If people are really only voting for you for your name, like, please don't even vote. Like, educate mm-hmm. yourself, dude. <laughs> that's yeah. scary. Yeah, and then uh, I think another thing that helps them a lot, especially in the polls, uh, and when the primaries... Um, when the day of the primaries come, I think it's going to help him a lot to help. It, it helps him a lot that he was the vice president of one of the most um, favorite mm-hmm. Democratic presidents in a while. Yeah. Um, Presidency. Which was, yeah. of course, Barack Obama. And he even tried to tie himself uh, to that when Kamala was attacking him. He said uh, that um, oh, he, yeah. uh, like he and Obama were, we, they did work in a major, major way. Um, to to help address those issues, but yeah, it's bullshit. And yeah, and, and they asked about you know during Obama's administration, he wanted to take on climate change and healthcare, but he can only choose one, and he chose healthcare. And then they're like, "What would you take on if you were president?" And like the first thing Biden said was, "Well, I think you're cutting him a little, cutting the Obama administration a little short because we definitely blah 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 blah." Yeah. <laughs> He wants of course, to and understandably that, so, sure. because like I like I said that Obama is one of the darlings of the Democratic Party. He is, he's actually been voted the America's most admired man, I believe, ten or no, twelve years in a row, I think. But it's definitely like <laughs> a, a many wow. consecutive years uh, that he has been voted America's. Uh, most admired man and I can see why a lot of people think that but that's that's one of our missions to to break through and to, to show people why Obama although he did do good things wasn't the greatest president that we've had democratic president that we've had wasn't as for the working yeah, class exactly. and for the people so, as we all thought I like to call him a pretty face um, and a pretty smile but, uh, <laughs> but that's all he was in my opinion um, so we'll talk about him in a later in another podcast probably later on but I just wanted to make that note um, but yeah so uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about is Andrew Yang he is actually the only candidate well yeah. he's actually the only Asian candidate one two um, he is uh, uh, he is the only person that's talking about like the economic recession that we're going to run into soon um and he's a yeah he's a big tech guy which exactly is awesome. and he's, like, he's when you hear him talk it. like he's very like down to earth he's like very personable um but he's also yeah um but very he's honest. also like i wanted to mention he is the only person that's talking about ubi which is universal basic income um and he mm-hmm. uh his cornerstone of his campaign is to give every american a uh, $1,000 per month. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I think that we're eventually going to have to go into the, the direction of UBI. Um, I think we're, 
because of the technology that's gonna start taking shape like it first started taking we started noticing it uh in our like our factories right so like take the car industry for example all those jobs that existed in like the uh, like the 50s and prior or the 60s and prior to that uh those jobs don't exist anymore because they were replaced by machines we're seeing it when we go to retail stores like Target, Walmart, all these retail places. What's replacing these cashiers? The self-checkout aisles. We are we are basically working for these companies. Yeah. Uh, checking out our own items, um, just so we can have we it can go a little faster. Um, in places like McDonald's, uh, another like fast food restaurants, um, the uh, cashiers are being replaced with like these computers like self-checkout um items once again uh so well and even if you look at um just regular factory jobs which is what uh the the u.s was really built on was labor labor unions and and um these these industrial jobs which are now being taken over Mm -hmm. by machines yeah so uh he's the only one that's really talking about that i would love for Bernie to talk about that more I think I would really help him uh, not that he needs a ton of more help but I, I think I mean because he's pulling number two I think it would help him <laughs> throwing that out there um, I think it would help him too though because he does talk about all these radical ideas to try to um, you know save the middle class um, and I think he's actually used that term before, which I really love because they're really, the middle class is, is, is non-existent basically. Um, and so I, I like that, but, um, <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was going to say. It's okay. All right. Darn. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Andrew Yang, uh, yay or nay overall. It'll come to me. What, what do you think of it? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I think it would help him because. He has all these radical ideas and people are always concerned with, oh, where's the money going to come from? But I think also people don't realize the extreme state that we're in today and that we're going to be in if we don't do anything about it, which on to Yang is why I really I liked him. I thought he, he definitely stood out to me, too. Um, I, I think that he comes off also as being kind of an amateur, too, um, but just because he has hasn't really been in politics or anything but um he definitely seemed to know his stuff and he um i think can bring a different element to the table which i like but i don't really see him at going far yeah you know? um i think a lot of americans are gonna laugh at his idea of uh, universal basic income and consider it a handout i think i've seen many instances where uh, oh, Fox yeah. News and other conservative outlets have de- or, or classified it as a handout. Uh, and it seems that way, but it, I think of it as more like trickle-up economics rather than trickle-down because it's given... It's being given oh, to... Oh, that's exactly what it is, yeah. Directly to the American people instead of... On a monthly basis instead of... Um, like through the, the Republican tax cuts, for example, that... Uh, we're supposed to uh, help people like uh, rebuild their kitchens, get like new cars, and like help them do all the stuff. But it was, mm-hmm. but it was bullshit, right? Feed was, our economy. Uh, it was just a handout for the wealthy. Um, so 
Uh, I think that'd be a better approach to it. And I think we're eventually going to head into that direction where we have to use universal basic income to supplement the incomes of the people that have been affected by um, the uh, technology and the robotic industry that's that's going to start uh, prevailing. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and leave it at that. Um, so overall, who were the people that stand out to you the most uh, throughout both nights of the debates? Who has you the most excited? Um, well, clearly Warren has me the most excited. I just, I really love her and watching the debate just made me even more hop, hop on that. I love it. She's passionate. She knows what she's talking about. She seems like she's for the working people. Um, besides the people that obviously everybody already knows about, you know, like you know, Warren and Sanders and Harris and whatever. I think that um, Williamson was cool. I really liked her. And um, honestly, Harris, I, I, I mean, I know I said I wasn't going to say anything because she's a big name, but I, she kind of, she, did. she really did well, I think. And if I didn't already have other ideas about her and her track record as a prosecutor and you know whatever in California I I think that um I would like her a little bit more but I, I think that she won the debate for me too um just with how 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 she presented herself mm-hmm. and her answers yeah I, I would agree with uh, the majority of those <clears throat> the ones that stood out to me were Biden even though he well for the for the bad part right because yeah, right. He, he said for the wrong reasons. He, he embarrassed himself, <laughs> and I wanted. Uh, I loved every moment of that. Um, to see him uh, uh, squirm uh, in that stage, um, but of course, the one who has me most excited. And I wanted to before we t- I go into my own preferences is that uh, to make sure that uh, it's important to talk about who makes us most excited as American people because. If we're not excited, if we're not animated about our candidates that we support, then we're not going to show up for the people that we don't like when when the, when it matters when mm-hmm. we when we're in the polling booths, right? So or in the voting booths. Definitely. Well, and also it's important because a lot of these candidates that are for the working class and for um, the majority of Americans aren't taking. Pack money. They're not taking political. You know, they're they they need individual donations. They need these supporters. And even if you specifically aren't able to donate that money, maybe you posting something on Facebook that is beneficial to your candidate, or you saying something to somebody else about how awesome you think so and so is. You know, it makes them want to go research it. Makes them want to go figure out. Oh, they said this. I wonder if it's true. That's how what I do. Or <laughs> I wonder more about this person. Um, and then maybe they're at that that at the point in their life where they're able to make a financial contribution. Um, so that's I think is really important too, since these candidates aren't taking exactly that money. Um, so uh, I think you made great, really good points there. Um, but uh, going back once again to the candidates that animate me the most, um, number one of course Bernie Sanders. He's my man. <laughs> uh, he's going to continue being my man. Um, just because uh, of everything he stands for and because of the infrastructure that he's built behind him and the support of the millions of followers that he does have. Um, then we have uh, another person that stood out to me is uh, Andrew Yang, um, Marianne Williamson, 
uh, Kamala Harris. I, I do like her. I, like I mentioned before, she's my number four pick for president. Um, to no surprise, she stood out. Um, she has her liberal tendencies. Uh, so it wasn't a surprise for me to see her stand out again and be bold um, uh, during these debates. Um, of course, uh, on night one, we had Elizabeth Warren. That also animates me. Um, and uh, de Blasio shocked me. To, to, uh, so he is on my radar now to see how like progressive he was. Um, hmm. Tulsi Gabbard, of course, yeah. uh, being my number two candidate. Uh, of course, she animates me. Uh, even though she didn't have a chance to say much, uh, if you look into her, uh, and if you really care that much about foreign policy and how important that stuff is um, to our country, uh, being the number one superpower of the world, and once again knowing how our influence of military might, um, then yeah, she she would be a very interesting candidate to look at. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much everyone that said to me, um, and I think we'll end it at that. So it was. It was a great conversation. Uh, cool. I think we <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, it was, it was it was longer than I anticipated, but we just like about <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we could have kept going too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we could have kept going. Never too, a bad but, thing. Um, so uh, yeah, let's go ahead and end it there. Um, it was a pleasure speaking to you once again, and uh, I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, everybody that t- uh, that tuned in, that listened all the way through. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, thank uh, you. And um, uh, I'll see you on the next episode. So thank you most, so much once again for tuning in, and I'll see you the next time. <laughs>